1: posted up kind of like a player do but if you come to the crib then I might show you girls a thing or two. Yeah I think you a superstar with an ass like that you
0: Guys, welcome to Monday. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. We did it. No, we're just... we're we're, We're in another week. How do you not love Ludacris? Right? You know, now I think he's primarily known for Fast and Furious movies, and I think that's just so sad. I think the real... The real Luda is in those songs. He always makes me so happy. Like it's it's like accessible rap music. It's, it's like it's like when you're like at a party and you're like, my buddy raps, rap something for him. And then he raps and you're like, whoa, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> Welcome to Monday, you guys. I missed you. I actually missed you. It was um it was a good weekend. Once again, I've gotta say, I'm tentatively things are like feel like they're headed in the right direction. Like I almost talked to a friend today. And I was like, Oh, my God, remember, when we were um, locked inside for a year? <laughs> I'm so glad that's, that's passed. But I you know what, the positive thing is, we're stronger. Now. We're wiser. I truly, truly. Uh, I mean, I kind of actually believe that like, we're tougher now, right? Like, if, if shit comes our way, we know exactly what to do. We've, we've done like a year, like, like without seeing relatives and and all of this, I mean, going out, uh, you know, and, and not seeing concerts, not being able to get drunk at bars, all the finer things in life, and we've managed to make it, so it is wild, and I'm learning. Uh, my my social skills again. I got to see my my buddy uh, Nick, his uh, his wife Heather, who's just a great person and, and a good friend of mine too. I got to see them. I mean, I was on the patio, social distance still. I, at this point, I think they just don't want me in their house because of you know me personally, but they're using still COVID as as an excuse. But it was really nice. Like we were, I was just like, this is. This is nice. This feels like home again, you know? Our rooms were home for so long, and now it's nice to, like, expand our house with the outside, (laughs) you know? And the sun was shining today in Los Angeles. It was just—it was really nice. And it almost made my anger for this past week's Summer House go away and this past Kardashians episode go away. But then I watched 90 Day Fiance and Real Housewives of Atlanta tonight, and— My anger is back, you guys, so I will be angry podcasting for these next four or five days. Uh, A couple business notes. This is so bad. It's good. If you do want to support this, leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Um, I would really appreciate it. Um, it would be awesome if you did, if you like it, if you don't, um, you know, there's so many free podcasts out there. I know there at this point, there is, is a podcast for every human on this earth. So I know you will find the one that you want if it is not this one. And there's so many good people doing it now. Like, I was looking around, I was listening to uh, a guest that's coming on next week, uh, and I was listening to her podcast, and I was just gobsmacked by how good it was, and how clear she was, and how she was going from topic to topic, but I was with her, and there were like certain topics where I was like, I didn't even know I wanted to go there, and then I went there. It was just great. Like, there are people with a true gift for this. And that is really, that's what I'm working towards. I mean, that kind of, yeah. It's so this is, it's just so cool because it's so inspiring, you know? And I'm sure everybody that's going to their day jobs today feels the exact same way about where they're going. Um, once again, I'm seeing uh, all, all my families on Instagram. Is it weird that I'm like, I have... I've said this before. I have my favorite, like, babies on Instagram, my favorite children on Instagram, and I know I'm not related to any of these people, but I'm kind of like, oh, my God, Sally's growing up. She's growing up too fast. We got to slow it down. You know, it's weird. I've, <laughs> it's it's really weird. It's like Instagram is like my my version of Sims, but I don't have any, like... I don't get to play the characters. I just watch what happens, and I'm, like, delighted. Sometimes I'll I'll take a good hour of Instagram over a TV show any day. I'm like, should I watch the John Wayne Gacy uh, murder documentary on Peacock? Which I recommend, you guys. It just came out on Friday. John Wayne Gacy... If you guys are into, like, serial killers and murder documentaries, and I think a lot of us are, and I I, I know that sounds so weird, I recommend it. It's a six-part documentary on Peacock, NBC's streaming platform. Just got released on Friday. Wanted to give you a heads up because I try to tell you what to watch in the beginning of the week. But, like, sometimes I'll be like, should I watch a TV show or should I watch my Instagram stories? And I got to tell you, Instagram stories is going to win out every day. In fact, I'm still thinking... Remember last week I was talking about that girl who was eating, um, uh, she was eating cream cheese with uh, chocolate chips in it. And like I said, that's, I don't think my flavor combination, but with this diet, I was like, I cannot stop thinking about that. And that's just the joy Instagram brings into your life. It really, it's such a ride. Oh, and the diet is going good. I went on this really long hike on Saturday and it was really cool. And my, uh, my body went, uh, went all the way with it. It was the longest I had hiked, I think in like Seven or eight months and I'm getting my breath control back from having COVID over the uh, the holiday. And like, I'm so relieved because I was really down in the dumps in January. I know, I know people might not have heard it, but I was really like, I was scared. Like, I was like, is this how your body just slowly falls apart and then you just stay in bed all day? And then, you know, like, and so it's really been nice. The diet seems to be working. I'm, like, able to go out on these long hikes, which I really enjoy. My knee was holding up. I just realized I'm way too – I share way too much with you guys. (laughs) I'm treating you guys like you're my best friends, which in a way you kind of are. Um, speaking to that, though, about things I share on this show, I try to be as open as possible with you guys. I really do. I, I, that's a point of pride with me uh, because I feel like the people that listen to this are extremely cool, extremely good looking, and extremely smart. Geniuses. I would say we are all stable geniuses that listen to this, but I did get a, um, I did get an email Uh, I think on, on Thursday night and I just finished the Kardashian podcast and my voice was thrashed and I had just been through a rough day. And like, sometimes the last thing you want to do, you guys know, is talk about the Kardashians. And I just finished that. And it was like 1230 in the morning and I got an email and it was, it was a listener that was upset. Because I was not able to share my roommate situation, what's going on with it, I was not able to share that on the podcast. And instead, I said I was going to share it on the Patreon. And I think this person took it as I was trying to uh, make money. Um, off of my life. And this is a person that was invested in my life, which is really cool. It's cool when anybody I mean, like, I can't sometimes get my parents to be invested in my life. That is not true. I'm so sorry, mom and dad. Um, But you know what I'm saying? It's a very cool sentiment. But I do want to clear some things up is that I would share everything with you guys. And in no way was me keeping that story anything to do with trying to make money. It was only because the story about my roommate roommate situation involves police and there are legal matters. And I really, I, I would rather it behind a paywall. Just, I don't know, you know, who knows what you're allowed to share on um, a very open podcast that is getting, you know, tens of thousands of downloads. I, you know, you just don't you know, I was trying to be as safe as possible yet trying to kind of clear my head of it because I had been through like a really crazy experience. Um, and and if I really wanted to make money, what I would do is I would do one free podcast on here and put the other four on Patreon instead of the three that are on Patreon a week. So I want to assure you that was for kind of more legal reasons and me being safe than anything. I mean, by the way, I I would love to make money. I want everybody to sign up for the Patreon. I'm thinking about selling my nudes over there. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of like the podcaster version of Bolo uh, with a smaller penis. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I want you to join the Patreon, but I'm not pulling tricks ever to get anybody over there. I mean, i try to work hard for the Patreon and do a lot of recaps, but in no way. So I hate that it was misconstrued like that. But also, I I would urge any listener that is invested in my life, if you think you know me you probably do in a way and just know that that's just not kind of the games i play and i i hold all of this really sacred and i know this person had threatened to like remove a bookmark of me as one of their podcasts to listen to and i was like man it's i can upset like i can bother somebody that quickly i was like come on have a little bit more faith in me you know um and you know it just it sometimes is frustrating sorry a water bottle just fell um it's sometimes just frustrating To work uh, really hard and then somebody just go, well, I'll stop listening. And I know that's the reality of this situation. So, each and every one of you listening, I do want to say, and I try to say this as much as possible man, I appreciate it because I know your ears are pulled in so many directions. I know that. Like, I'm not naive to that. So, I want to thank everybody, of course. And I would say I'm really glad and happy when people do um, come to me with their problems. It's nice um, because I'm able to, but just, I guess, Just give me a little more, um, I mean, just put some faith in me if you want. And at the end of the day, it is just a podcast, but it also is my life. So I do take it very seriously. And it is one of the harder things. It is one of the things that I've worked pretty hard on. So anyways, okay, back to the fart jokes. Um, You guys, I started that with Ludacris and Lady Gaga because today, Sunday, you'll be hearing this Monday, it was her 35th birthday today. Now, Lady Gaga, really, I love her whole vibe. And and uh, another thing I want to say is uh, even if you don't like Lady Gaga, I love this conversation that's been happening lately or I have this conversation in my head all the time is that like what you like, you know, I love people like I, I, I've grown to appreciate people that stand firm in what they like. And I don't mean stand firm and being like a dick or anything like that, but. Okay, here was an example I was thinking about. I was listening to, uh, I think, Howard Stern, and he was saying something about Nickelback. And he was saying, Man, people really make fun of Nickelback. And I got to say, I don't know, I kind of like that photograph song. And he's like, It's just weird, you know? Like, oh, they're kind of guys and like kind of, you know, but like there was a time when we were all making fun of Nickelback, myself included. Um, And it led me, like, I remember. Like when I first uh, – I, um, I once bumped into Tom Sandoval and Ariana uh, from Vanderpump Rules at a Hollywood Bowl concert for the Muppets. And I had known them and, and, and hung out with them and stuff. And I remember I saw them and we were talking um, for a minute like at an intermission or something. And Tom was really excited and he was passionately telling a story about how he had just went – and saw Nickelback the night before, and he got to go backstage. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Avril Lavigne was there. And part of me was like, "Oh, oh my God, I can't believe Tom Sandoval's like uh, likes Nickelback." <laughs> you know, they're so they're so over. And now I look back on that, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man! Like your Nickelback." In fact, I think I like Nickelback. There was a moment when I did. I think I had a Nickelback CD when CDs were a thing, but my whole thing was that it's like, I love the passion. I love that. I love people that like, like, who's to say what's dorky? Who's to say what's cool? Who's to say what's not cool? We're who to say what's cool. And, and everybody has something that is different, that is cool. And if I could impart anything to my niece and nephew as they grow up, is that like, whatever you like, that's what makes it cool because you like it. All of these shows all of this crazy pop culture stuff. We like it, therefore it's cool. And we can even make fun of stuff, like I'll make fun of Hannah on Summer House, but it it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's part of something cool. Um, I don't know, I was just, I keep thinking about you know, we all have those people in their lives that, or I even see them online or other podcasts or anything, like, you know, that you could just tell they're like too cool for school and they think their shit doesn't stink. And I think there's no place as you get older, there's no place in life for li- life like that. I love people who lean in. I love people because when you lean on, lean in, you do yourself and ourselves like a favor where I have been exposed so so many great TV shows, movies, music to people that were passionate about the stuff that they loved, and that passion got passed down to me, and therefore I read something I never would have read. I listened to something that I never would have listened to. I watched something that blew me away that shit is commodity that is value that is worth your weight in gold. And I just wanted to, and I know this is like a little bit up on the soapbox, but I wanted to like share that kind of, cause that's like, that makes me excited. That makes me passionate when, when we can all just like whatever the F we want to like, you know, uh, I, I got started with this because of Lady Gaga and I just think she's cool. Like, I love that she has the little monsters. I don't know. Am I a little monster? I was talking to, uh, one of my good friends and she was saying her dad really loves Lady Gaga. And I was like, Oh my God. Your dad's a little monster. That's amazing. Like, I even love that older people can build little monsters. Like, anyways, I love fan bases, and I just love the message uh, of Lady Gaga. In fact, I was listening to, did anybody hear that little Nas X song that came out last week, Call Me By Your Name? I talk about it in the interview with Sophie Ross, because he is really getting a lot of flack online, because the video is kind of racy and stuff. But if you're a student of pop culture, I mean, we've seen this so many times. I mean, we saw it like, God, if you guys remember Madonna, if you were around for her in the late eighties with, uh, the, the call, um, uh, call me the, um, just like a prayer video where I believe it was the, um, African-American Jesus. And it was like all this flack and Pepsi had her as a spokeswoman and they, they fired her because it got, flack. you know, this stuff has been going on for years. It's just cyclical. So little Nas X made this kind of video for call me by your name. And it was very, uh, it was very racy. The devil was in it. He was on like a 300 foot stripper pole. Uh, very artistic. I love Little Nas X. But anyways, like the powers that be on the internet, and there's a huge rate, you know, that say, well, you are Satan for this. And it's like, no, he's a pop culture figure. And also Little Nas X is like a really brave homosexual man that I kind of just really I know he's much younger than I am, but I really look up to him. I mean, to really—and the funny thing is, in in rap music especially, there has been so many—I mean, rap music to me uh, has been very— um, very much against homosexuality, which really sucks. And I even see it, how Little Nas X has been treated by other rappers like Takashi69 and uh, I'm trying to think of who else, but he almost gets like made fun of and looked down on. And I'm like, fuck, but Little Nas X is brave and he knows that's his strength. Being himself is his strength. And he doesn't have to, I mean, a lot of celebrities, you know, we know um, as they, you know, studying pop culture, we know a lot of celebrities are in the closet. A lot of celebrities have to live a double life. And man, it is so brave to just be able to be who you are. But anyways, Lady Gaga reminds me of that. She always, uh, I believe, stands for the right thing, or things that I believe in as well, so I really appreciate it. And, above all, she was a part of the best movie scene that has ever graced the silver screen.
1: Hey! What? I
2: just
1: want to take another look at you. Hey, I just want to take another look at you. (laughs) Hey, Hey, (laughs) imagine me with like a beard and long hair and I'm like, I'm dropping you off and I'm like, Hey, can I watch TV? (laughs) Can I watch TV? Can I watch TV with you? Hey, I just want to take another look at you. (laughs) You guys,
0: I don't know if you've been listening for a long time. Um, I mean, I was (laughs) obsessed.
1: I was obsessed with the movie *Stars*. I saw,
0: (laughs) I saw it by myself. I saw it by myself, and I cried at the end. (laughs) I. bradley cooper's accent
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
0: i will tell you i hate karaoke so much and i because i get really nervous because i don't know what i'm going to sing and i remember like two years ago or a year and a half i don't know a long time ago And my friends, I went, uh, the girls that run Ramona facts that I don't know if you guys remember that account. They don't post as much anyways, but Laura and Kate, all my friends, um, they invited me and they rented a room in Koreatown, you know, to sing. And I was there and I was nervous and stuff. And me and Laura, uh, we sang shallow and I gotta tell you, I knocked it out of the park. (laughs) Like, I was like, Oh my God. I have a karaoke song now. If somebody will duet with me, it's like, Far from the Shallow." Now, ah, la 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 la. See, I can't. You know what? I I need to properly warm up so you guys wouldn't really get it right now. But I'm telling you, it was majestic, and I should get I should get Laura and them on to that. The people that were there, they knew they saw magic that night, and that's just Br- Bradley Cooper with the long flowing locks. It like I've I've said this before. Amazing beard work. I think I grew my beard because of Bradley Cooper and it as it gets a little grayer and stuff it's very it's a bummer. Uh but I just loved uh, you know Lady Gaga great Lady Gaga's great but Bradley Cooper when he pisses himself at the award show
1: fucking fucking A man. I was like yes. Oh yeah. And like oh you're stupid. <laughs> when he gets strong he's like you're stupid I fucking hate you. <laughs> hey hey can I take a bath with you? <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Hey, I just wanted to take another look at you.
0: <laughs> just, I, I could talk like that for days. Like I could, I could literally talk like that
1: for days. Hey, welcome to so bad it's good with Ron Bailey. I like Vanderpump Rules. Hey. <laughs> It's starting
0: to sound like my Garth Brooks. Anyways, happy birthday to Lady Gaga. And Bradley, if you're listening, I you made me believe in love again. I have A Star is Born on vinyl. I remember when this podcast first started, I was going to do a whole podcast episode on A Star is Born. That's how into that movie I was. And I have to, oh my God, my friend Nick, who I was talking about earlier, I have to, he sent me a movie about, no, he sent me an email about how much he hated that movie. And he wrote like this page long email about specifically why. And I got to tell you, it was pretty well written. Like, I really like it. Remind me to read. If anybody's listening that wants to work for So Bad It's Good Incorporated, remind me uh, this week to read that email because I think you guys will get a kick out of it. Anyways, happy birthday, Lega uh, Bradley Cooper! You're doing amazing. Um, okay, Sophie Ross is our guest today, our normal Monday guest. It was her birthday this weekend, so this is a very special episode because she is hungover from her birthday. But we still, we still, um, we still dust it up. She's it doesn't matter if she's hungover. That kind of even makes it better because. There's a lot of fight in Sophie Ross. She is incredible, and we kind of go over all the week's news. Uh, but a couple things I wanted to talk about really briefly before we get into that. I wanted to give a, uh, you know, just a, a quick rest in peace to um, children's author Beverly Cleary. She passed away on Friday, and she just had, uh, I mean, just such a long life. was born in 1916. Um, she You guys know her maybe from Ramona Quimby. Or Bezos Quimby, Henry Huggins, his dog Rigsby, uh Ralph S. Mouse. I mean, come on, the Mouse in the Motorcycle? You guys, I loved the Mouse in the Motorcycle series so much. I remember he he remember he found the ping pong and he cut it in half and he made a little mouse motorcycle helmet. Like that's the magic of reading. I I I really need to remind myself to read more. I got really not sad about this because she obviously lived a really beautiful full life. And you guys, ninety one million copies of her books have been sold worldwide. And you know, I hope kids still have the appreciation for reading. It's something that really has to be taught. And I know there's so much. I mean, if I grew up with like all the computers and all uh, social media, I don't know if I would have ever grown to love reading. I, I. I learned uh, because of my dad. I think it's one of those things where I, my dad reads all the time. So I read all the time when I was a kid because I wanted to impress my dad. I wanted him to love me, I think. So I would always read like him. And, um, you know, I remember when I was like a, in elementary school, I was picked on a lot. And uh, I remember the library, the school library or like summer library programs, like that was where I excelled. Like I was in book uh, competitions for how many books you could read over the summer. And then my, my reading comprehension comprehension grew like I was, I remember I was just reading like just things that i had no business reading at a very young age like why was like i don't even know why like i remember reading gone with the wind when i was like nine years old because my mom had it and i was like this looks interesting um kind of wasn't my thing at the time but i think there's just such a magic to reading and i was thinking about judy bloom and beverly cleary and kind of these uh authors that i grew up on but uh the mouse and the motorcycle and um Ramona Quimby, just really classic literary characters for uh, when I was a kid growing up. So Beverly Cleary, just I don't think you're listening to a podcast in heaven. But if you are just well, well done. Um, Also, um, to move on a little bit, uh, I guess the opposite of well done is to Kelly Dodd again. Um, You might I mean, this is kind of funny, but kind of not. Um, Lisa Vanderpump was on Watch What Happens Live. And by the way, you guys know Watch What Happens Live this week. They are on break. So we uh, just I don't have to tell you who's on this week. I didn't forget. But uh, let me see here. So Lisa Vanderpump was on Watch What Happens Live. And Andy asks, has there ever been any Bravo Leberties that you've had to kick out? And she said, oh, uh, I uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Only one. And, you know, she goes, it was from OC. Oh, o, OC. Um, and it was, she said, Kelly Dodd. So uh, that, that's fine. Like, watch what happens live. It was still kind of boring. And then. Kelly Dodd obviously caught wind of this and immediately started tweeting, here's the proof at Lisa Vanderpump. Apology demanded. September 2016. The waiter didn't like that I asked for a separate check and spread lies about me. I paid half plus a very generous tip and signed in my daughter's name since we had a debit card together (laughs) and she posts the receipts and lisa vanderpump goes gosh of course i was told there was a problem and you didn't pay i was away but of course whatever you say i apologize if there was such a fiasco and apologize on behalf of all my staff would love to host you and then she writes thanks for your apology i'm just confused why you'd say i was banned when in fact i was the subject of false and defamatory allegations and cleared this up five years ago i'd appreciate a post on your feeds to clear this up Lisa goes, I heard it was a complete fiasco, but I'm sorry, you will be a guest of honor if you come in next time. Kelly then went on to say, oh, and by the way, Lisa Vanderpump, your food sucks and so does your service. Check your Yelp reviews. I wouldn't come back anyway. I just, I mean, at the, like, Kelly, like, there are such things as just leaving things alone. You know, like like Kelly always, I think, makes things 30 times worse where at the end, even if she was, um, right and she was wronged, you'd never feel bad for her because she's kind of such an asshole, you know, and she seems like she just, she sees red when she gets triggered and just starts just kind of spouting off, um, Also, Lisa was on Watch What Happens Live because of her new show on E Overserved. I have not watched it. It's a 30 minute show. I'm thinking about watching a couple episodes. I don't know. I've heard so many things about her not taking care of the serve staff and the the Tom Tom staff that I I don't know. Like I'm glad to see her if she's happy and stuff, but it I don't know, kinda weird. Um Okay, what else? I wanted to recommend a couple of things um, to watch tomorrow night, you guys. This is big. Remember how much we loved E! True Hollywood Story back in the day? Well, they are back tomorrow, Monday night, for uh, a Meghan and Harry the royal couple. They're doing an E-True Hollywood story. So that's going to be one to watch. Oh my God. Do you guys remember a couple of weeks ago when my parents, like were you could just tell they hated Meghan and Harry. And I was, I was legitimately shocked. Somebody actually wrote me, wrote to me today going, I can't believe Bill and Becky did not like the royal couple. And I was like, I was just as shocked as you were. So I'm going to visit them for Easter. And I might really try to like poke the bear a little bit and kind of find out a little bit more of why but it's one of those things that like i don't know if i want to hear like it's like it upsets me when my parents dislike something that i like it's very we also it's so funny my dad hates howard stern too like when i talk about howard stern he'd be like oh that man is garbage and i'm like dad have you ever listened no but i see things and i'm just like wow Wow. Okay, also Monday on Comedy Central, I love, I used to love the Comedy Central roasts with all the comedians. They had like Justin Bieber, they even had Trump, all these people they would roast. Well, tomorrow night on Comedy Central, they do the Hall of Fame of the top Comedy Central roasts. I thought that might look good. On uh, Tuesday, we have Pooch Perfect, which is a reality show on ABC with Rebel Wilson and Lisa Vanderpump. And it's like kind of like a, a reality show about Like grooming dogs, I think, or like dog shows, like best in show kind of things. So uh, I probably won't watch it, but might be up your alley if you like dogs. And Rebel Wilson, man, they Daily Mail really has shoved down Rebel Wilson's weight loss in our faces over the last year. Like I swear to God, every time Rebel Wilson loses like a half pound, Daily Mail does like an alert where it's like Rebel Wilson down half a pound. Um. Also, I didn't get to see this this weekend, but I really want to. Um, HBO Max uh, put out their Tina Turner documentary, and Tina Turner, you guys, has a fascinating life. Even if you don't like Tina Turner, I think docs like these, documentaries like these are really great to watch because, it, it, you know, you get to see—like, I love music—you get to see somebody coming up through generations um, and to where she became a global superstar and also— it's fun to see like clothes from the seventies and eighties and even sixties and make fun of them. So that's an added bonus, but I hear it's really good. Um, on Friday, this is great. You guys Hulu. Um, did you guys read about the, WeWork work scandal? Remember that business we work and the guy completely, he tried to like, he tried to get it on Wall Street and like sell the company and he was like supposed to make billions and billions of dollars and it completely fell apart well the story of WeWork the documentary will be on Friday I can't wait to watch this actually fun fact they're making a I think an HBO series about the WeWork scandal and Cousin Greg the actor Cousin Greg uh that tall drink of water
1: (laughs) hey Greg can I take another look at you (laughs) I just wanted to take a look at you you don't drink water. <laughs> sorry uh, but they're doing
0: and he's he's playing the guy so I think that'll be good also um on Friday on FX they have a documentary called hysterical about female con- comics on the stand-up circuit I always love like even if I don't love the stand up itself I love the kind of the camaraderie of stand-ups with each other and kind of seeing how the grind is where they kind of just go from like state to state and like kind of perform at the chuckle hut on the weekends and it's like a really bleak existence just to go up and tell a few jokes in front of a new crowd like there's got to be real passion for those people that do that uh on saturday saturday night live is back with daniel kalua the actor i don't know if i'm saying that correct uh and saint vincent i love saint vincent she is just oh such a good performer Uh, I watched Saturday Night Live this weekend with Maya Rudolph, and the first couple sketches were good, but man, it got bad really quick. Really great monologue with Bowen Yang, though, in the the SNL weekend update about Asian hate, and I just thought it was really powerful, um, and it really was a really nice moment in the weekend update. Uh, Also wanted to remind you, this week, April 1st, Top Chef premieres. Sometimes Top Chef is so good, I don't know why it's on Bravo. I'm like these guys have real talent. They're not housewives. They can, they're artists that cook. Um, also I just recommend if you do watch that eat while you're watching it, you can sometimes, you know, I'm probably going to have a salad during, during it and try to like pretend with my acting abilities that I'm eating whatever I see on screen um so and also on bravo this week we have monday below deck sailing yacht um tuesday we have uh real housewives of dallas which i am loving and recapping on the patreon uh wednesday of course real housewives of new jersey uh it's getting okay it's all right thursday uh top chef and summer house i'm doing a full recap of summer house on the patreon with my friend emily clayton we're recording that uh monday night so that'll be up on the patreon tomorrow night but it was such i I was taking notes on it today so many great moments in there oh god i love that show so much i don't know why i love it so much but i do um and uh that's it you guys so have a great week this is the start of it uh let's can make it a good one. I got to watch my language. Um, Sophie Ross is our Monday guest. She will be off next week and I will be having a replacement because she is moving. Um, but this this uh, this goes all over the place. We go into Kylie Jenner again, Chrissy Teigen, the Cinnamon Toast Shrimp tails guy, Justin Bieber, um, Sheena Shea's pregnancy photos. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, um, (laughs) Daniel Bernstein, uh, Demi Lovato, Courtney and Travis, everything. So enjoy my Monday conversation with Sophie Ross. Welcome to your week. Oh, also the sound is a little off in a couple spaces, but just hang with it. It comes back. um, So, you know, Zoom. Zoom sucks.
1: what no more. one last <laughs> time, nigga, make some noise.
0: It is Monday, you guys. Are you ready to do this all over again? Uh I'm not, but hopefully you are. And to help you with this, we have our Monday edition, which is kind of a pop culture roundup. And joining us. As usual, we are so lucky to have the one and only the prolific writers media star all around good person Sophie Ross. Sophie, welcome back to the show.
2: Oh my god, what an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I could go
0: I could go harder. I can go, I can go even harder. You guys, <laughs> the top news story right now is somebody's birthday was this weekend, a very important person, and that person of course was Lady Gaga. Happy birthday, Lady Gaga. 35 years old, but also Sophie Ross had a birthday on Did I lose you already? Did I lost Sophie?
2: you for a second, but you're back now.
0: <laughs> okay, did you hear that I announced that your birthday was on Saturday? Is that true?
2: Um. Yes, yes, the rumors are true. I also um, share a birthday with Mariah Carey.
0: Oh, you share a birthday with Mariah? That's what, uh, Mariah had said something to me about that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You so are now, we usually do enjoy things. Yeah, yeah. Is it? uh, Well, you guys, it's so sad because uh, Sophie turned 29, which is officially, you know, that's when the body starts to really die. So that's when you really feel everything breaking down. Do you feel that already, Sophie?
2: I've already been feeling that way for a while. I I don't feel any different, but yeah, I've been feeling my body breaking down for a long time. So
0: (laughs) what did you do for your birthday? You said you were hungover. What's the story?
2: Well, there really isn't that exciting of a story. Um, The weather was like perfect. And it's also Passover. And a lot of people are out of town for Passover. So like I just did a really small like just day drinking, like nice weather outdoor situation with just like, you know, by yourself or
0: did you have other people there?
2: No, a few of my oh, friends. Okay. Are I, was, I, was, I was like, wow,
0: Sophie's, Sophie's one of those day drinkers by herself. That's why. No, that'd be is. really
2: depressing. No, I thankfully wasn't, but no judgment to, you know, people that, date. <laughs> that reminds me of Caroline Calloway. Not that we need to get into her.
0: <laughs> Caroline Cow- Calloway's back to New York, back to the city. Did you see that?
2: Yes. And I'm, I hopefully won't run into her or anything.
0: You but, guys, if you um, don't know Caroline Calloway, she's a—I don't even know how you would describe no, her. She's no, like a scammer. it's not worth
2: it. It's not, it's not worth, it. worth it. We're
0: not going to do it. We're not going to talk. It's not worth it,
2: please. It's Sophie not worth cannot it. do this today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just never in general. Just don't give her the time of day. I already regret bringing her up.
1: Okay, she, we're gonna.
2: She, attention is oxygen her. to her. Like, oh my god! Wait, but the wow, other- I
0: got I got you one of her paintings for your birthday, and now I feel like a real <laughs> is schmuck now. Geez.
2: Did you pay four hundred dollars for her like
0: staple? I, I I hope it's good enough, Sophie. It's uh, it was eight hundred dollars. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. Wait, but the one exciting thing that did happen to me yesterday was the Jimmy Fallon DM.
0: What So th- this is crazy, you guys. So I'm on Twitter, as I do, and I'm just scrolling. I know it's Sophie's birthday, but Sophie still is pushing out content. And there was a Jimmy Fallon tweet from the show where Addison Rae, the TikTok superstar, who is also doing the remake of She's All That, which will go premiered to Netflix, Kourtney Kardashian's best friend. She is known for all the TikTok dances. And I guess she did on the Jimmy Fallon show five TikTok dances, and he had cue cards, and she would look back and then do the dance, and it was like a two-minute clip. And I watched all the two minutes, and I was just, in my personal, I was like, "How is this? Like, you know, when you when you see it on TikTok, it's different than when you see it on a stage, and you're just like, I can't believe this is." So she's so famous and you wrote, this is so embarrassing. And you retweeted the Jimmy Fallon tweet, right?
2: Yeah. Like it wasn't, I didn't say anything that inflammatory. I was just like, I'm sorry, this is so embarrassing. Cause it's just so awkward to watch. And the fact that, you know, like the dances that she was doing on this show were mostly made up by black creators, black creators on TikTok that, you know, she helped that, you know invented the dances she kind of helped popularize them but here she is on jimmy fallon like you know doing all the dances kind of taking credit for them but for that aside it's just so cringy like i can't take it seriously it's just But, do not you think, good. but, but
0: obviously so i mean who's the audience for this is it little kids are little kids staying up to watch jimmy fallon
2: apparently I think, you know, they're trying to reach another audience probably with Addison Raby on Jimmy Fallon. Cause I don't think that her audience, her audience are definitely like children, but, um, Oh my God, I just cannot handle it. It just like, it's not good dancing. Like it doesn't take, I don't think I'm a good dancer at all.
0: She does this. She does this hip thing where she throws her hip into everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, girl, as you get older, that's just going to be a really dangerous move. You know, you're going to throw your hip out at some point. Um, But, but the story goes further than this, you guys, because you're like, okay, well, that's a normal, this is so embarrassing. And I was like, I'll slam the old like button on this. And then I thought I had been drinking and I haven't drank in a month. And all of a sudden I see, I see Jimmy Fallon friend, uh, like uh, follow Sophie on Twitter all of a sudden. And so I'm like, shit, is Jimmy Fallon trying to slip into the DMs like a, a, a birthday romp with Sophie for Jimmy? And then what did he do, though? He got into the DMs. And what happened?
2: OK, yeah. So first of all, I'm like drunk, a little high, a <laughs> little crossfaded. So I just like don't even know what's going on at this point. And I see Jimmy Fallon followed me. And I was like, cool. Like, he could learn a thing or two about comedy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, whatever. And then I get high. Period. DM from oh, Jimmy
0: Fallon. Dude, I would flip. I would throw my phone away. Like I would. I get so scared even when anybody. Oh, oh. Wait. Jesus I want. I
2: want to pull it up. I want to pull it up so I don't get any details wrong. But that is one thousand percent how it started. Was Jimmy Fallon DMing me? Hi. Period.
1: Oh. <laughs> like and nervous. I
2: said, "Hi, Jimmy. What's up?" And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes could you not be mean to me? Huh? Sorry to officially say that, but hate spreads.
1: True. And so he was true.
2: talking about the Addison Ray tweet that I, when I said it was embarrassing. Well, of
0: course. What else do you think? You think he's a friend of Daniel Bernstein? Or I like, what do you, you think, think? He's that. like Kylie Jenner's?
2: I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. I didn't say anything like that mean. And then I. You said I this
0: like, is so embarrassing, Sophie. You said saying, this is so embarrassing. That I was is saying category. that Addison is embarrassing. <laughs> you should correct like, the tweet. Yeah,
2: also, yeah, there's no edit button yet, though. But, um, but Jimmy. I mean, obviously, Jimmy Fallon is like you know,
0: he's a comedy he, icon.
2: Yeah, but he's also like you know he's kind of a boomer too. He's like yeah, he's cheesy yeah like. You know it's just kind of like a cringe clip but like I didn't mean it in like a mean-hearted way I was kind of just like this yeah. is so embarrassing if anything I was directing the mean spiritedness towards Addison kind of, just, <laughs> because of the, just because of the dances that she's like so stolen. what what did
0: you write back to Jimmy
2: so I said oh my god I wasn't trying to be mean to you just making fun of Addison she doesn't oh. really have a talent you know you're a comedian no. you have a skill I I honestly don't remember writing these
0: you should have said you're good at impressions too
2: True. He goes, I know you didn't mean anything, but people hear you. I do have a skill, huh? And he goes, um, <laughs> you didn't have to embarrass her. But it wasn't just me that was saying Oh,
1: you. damn.
0: Then did he please say he followed up with send nudes? Um
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or- and then wait, so we started having a conversation. He was like, What part part of NYC no, are you? Um And he goes, you know, I'm this area, and I was like, I'm this area, and I was like, we should like hang out soon. And he, we were talking about the best
1: city.
2: Yes, I swear. And um, yeah. And then we ended the conversation with he goes, I was like, thank you for being nice to me. I was like, why does anyone care what I have to say? I'm a nobody. He goes, you're a somebody. And I was like, thank you for being nice to me, Jimmy. I actually am kind of funny. Like, I think we would laugh and have fun if we hung out. (laughs) And he
0: goes. See, that's a little cringe. That's a little cringe. I know. I think we would laugh.
2: That's even worse. He goes, I think so, too. Good night. But like, not in a creepy way. Like, it wasn't creepy. And then I was like, good night. I'm sorry for talking shit about Addison. I promise it's nothing. It's you and you're an icon. He goes, I don't want you feeling bad. Just want to say hi. That's all you're cool. Keep it up. And then I made sure it was him and not a Fallon show intern. He goes, it's me. And then That's I ended- what I was really
0: wondering. Was it an intern?
2: I asked him and he goes, it's me. And then I was like, do you smoke weed? We should smoke together soon and shoot the shit. And I'm not just saying that I'm not looking for clout. I'm not looking for a job on your show. I just genuinely think we could have fun. We'd have fun and not in a creepy way. And then he didn't answer.
0: <laughs> oh, did he see it? Did he see it?
2: The- Twitter doesn't have red receipts.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, I love that you really kept on with the. Do you smoke weed? We should smoke sometime. That's amazing. Okay, first off, I do have to. You know, he's married with two kids, right?
2: Yeah, I wasn't. No, I know. You not creepy. Him.
0: Yeah, but you think his wife's going to let, let him come smoke weed with you?
2: I don't know what he does. I know that he does recreational drugs. We all know oh, he does.
0: Okay, so you guys, this is so great. Like, I know his wife is Nancy Javonin, and she used to run, this is good information, she used to run Flower Films, which was Drew Barrymore's production company. So mm-hmm. she produced Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. And when I used to manage this spa in Los Angeles back in the day, I remember her coming in and we would have conversations because she was shocked. I knew who she was, but like, I just had a weird photographic memory for stuff like that. And one time she brought in, um, Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband, the writer with the abs from, uh,
2: Justin Thoreau.
0: The, Justin Theroux, she brought in Justin Thoreau one time before Justin, it was like right before full throttle. And, uh, he had been in David Lynch's movie, uh, Mulholland drive. And so I know people like that's like my gift is just spotting celebrities or actors. And I, Nancy was checking out me and Nancy were talking and I turned to him. I said, Hey, by the way, you were great in a uh, Mulholland drive. And he acted like he wasn't Justin Thoreau. He acted like, and I, I was like to this day, I think that is one of the scummiest moves. He acted like he was so he's like, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, motherfucker, I know what people look like. Like I, you, you you have a license saying Justin Thoreau, you know?
2: Yeah, he's like gaslighting you. No, I know. Is it's it? Is me. it?
0: And he wasn't even like. Not that he's like huge now, but he wasn't even nearly as big as he is now. It's so yeah, you
2: should have been thankful that you even recognized
0: him. Exactly, Sophie. Maybe I should. Would you potentially get into his DMs and see if we can make anything happen and get him to apologize to me? Um, oh my god, yeah. That's a great birthday gift. You really are somebody, Sophie. I agree with Jimmy Fallon. Um, but did you take the did you take the tweet down? No. Did you take his? See, she won't be moved. Her artistic integrity will not be no, more by not this. I cannot
2: be bought. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what if he said he would smoke weed with you? Would you consider? I mean,
2: if he, if we in person, if he was like, I would really appreciate if you deleted this tweet, I would be like, fine. But he hasn't asked me to. He just said, be kind, like spread love. Like, what was he even talking about?
0: I wasn't even being mean. I, but see, I kind of understand where Jimmy's coming from is that I would hate to be him going online. Like I have had a few, like I've had a few, uh, emails this week, actually from like listeners that have kind of been on the, by the way, one was about you, Sophie. And, uh, it was, it was very interesting having to, um, deal with, um, people that might not agree with everything that you say, or think that I'm being a certain way or being negative. Just that you're somebody. It was really just a, no, I'm not going to, it was just, well, this actually brings into the next topic, actually. So we talked about Kylie Jenner last Sunday. So you had went viral with a Kylie Jenner tweet. And uh, this person had written in about, you know, us talking about Kylie and saying that we were coming down too hard on a young woman who was, you know, uh, you know, creating, her own wealth and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing. So I could get this completely wrong, but she also, I, it also led me to believe she doesn't listen to my podcast. Cause she says, you do a podcast about pop culture and reality shows. I'm kind of, I'm kind of would be one of your listeners. This sounds like something I would like. So it sounds like she just saw you were on the podcast and then immediately wrote me a bad letter. So And I
2: feel like I know who you're even talking about because there was someone who was just all up in the comment sections because of my tweet about Kylie. Like she was just in all of these comment sections tagging me and like just, just standing up for Kylie. Maybe it's Kylie's burner account. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, we're just not going to agree. Like, we're just not going to agree on this. I think that, you know, however, a GoFundMe should not exist once a billionaire gets their hands on it. Like, that's just my stance. Doesn't matter. I'm just like, even if Kylie Jenner, I think that, you know, I don't even think Kylie Jenner is a billionaire. And I think maybe it shows that she doesn't even have that much money if she can't even. I think that they overinflate how rich they actually are on Instagram. Oh, yes.
0: Well, but don't you think all rich people do that? I mean, like, I've, you know, everything about um, I hate to bring up his name, but Donald Trump.
2: I'm just saying that, like, the way that like the way that. Kylie, that we talk about Kylie, like she's like Jeff Bezos level rich, which she's not. But you know how people act like she like actually genuinely is a billionaire when like Beyonce isn't even a billionaire, like Rihanna isn't a billionaire, like Taylor Swift isn't a billionaire. It's like we we take it kind of as fact that she is. And I think maybe this is even a a piece of evidence that she is not nearly as rich as she claims to be just saying
0: is it isn't it crazy i mean like we but even during the pandemic you guys kanye west started off as i think inflated too as a billionaire and now as of two weeks ago he all of a sudden shot to 6.6 billion dollars during the quarantine because of his stake supposedly in adidas and the gap which his line is launching in the fall with the gap but once you get to that kind of wealth i mean it is just kind of astronomical and then they still choose to inflate it inflate it you know like i mean I, like, I'm a thousandaire a couple times over, but you don't hear me bragging about it, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just think it's, it's, I'm not some, like, you know, super communist socialist or anything, but I do agree that, you know, it's absurd that some people are allowed to have that much money. When you talk it's- about having, Kanye West having $6 billion, yes, he's worked so hard, he deserves to have, you know, so much money. But when you think about how much money that is, it's like mind boggling. Like well,
0: they, we were talking last week, how like highly made what, uh, what was it like $450,000 a day, supposedly or something? Well, it was yeah, something astronomical. It,
2: we talked about that. And then I was re-listening to that episode and I was like, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I do not think she makes that much money a day. I, who is buying her lip kits? No one is buying them. Who? I just don't think it's true. I'm I'm the wheels are turning the more I think about it and I just think it's all a facade. I think that the, that Forbes article about Kylie Jenner's web of lies. I think that there's some sort of web of lies. I even was reading about her house not even really belonging to her. Like she doesn't even really own that house and it, that was in the news that she bought this like 40 million dollar mansion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just, now I'm like a Kylie Jenner truther, like she's not that
0: rich. And <laughs> no, it all kicked it's off like with the world this is donation
2: thing. This donation thing. I'm like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense that someone who claims to be- Were you shocked
0: when her- she responded? Were you shocked on Monday when she finally no. responded? Cause we talked on Sunday and then the next day she put out an Instagram story. So she obviously listens to the pod. So
2: yeah, she, obviously that was my first thought too, yeah. but, um, <laughs> No, I I think she had to respond for it to because now, look, no one's talking about it anymore. If she if she hadn't responded, people would still be bringing it up and asking, you know, for her to address it. So I'm not surprised she addressed it. But like, I'm surprised by how fast everyone just ate it up. They were like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, it was only set at ten thousand. It's like she still was like, okay, you guys should donate, too. It's like you have enough money to cover whatever they need you know
0: yeah nobody should be using their stimulus for uh Kylie Jenner no well wasn't it crazy in the in the but this is what was interesting about her comment you guys was that she responded on this Instagram and she really explained the story and she said it was I read this on the pod and uh, like on Wednesday but she said well it's it's not even really my fr-, or like she he did my makeup a couple times he's really friendly with my uh makeup artist what is Ariel Tejeda, and and so But kind of shaded the guy that was sick of, like, I I don't really know him that well after we worked together a couple times. I'm like, we don't need to know how close you are to him, you know?
2: Yeah, like, that part was weird. Like, why even include that? And people dug up so many old photos of them. Like, they had clearly been very close at one point. Yeah, I saw a bunch of photos of them together from, like, his Instagram. Like, they had been close at one point. If I found out that anyone who, you know, I used to be close with no matter what, you know, kind of falling out happened. And if I had that much money, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want your family to have to deal with that. Like.
0: I I was, uh, are you watching the Kardashians this season?
2: No, I don't. It's all manufactured and fake. It completely
0: is. In fact, in fact, this second episode uh, infuriated me just because we were already like the first episode was like, okay, there's enough scenes in here to kind of make it a reality show. But the second one was so set up and phony where, you know, you could even tell even in the Tristan Scott scenes, it was like, Scott, you're going to go in there and you're going to say, hey, bro, what's going on today? Like you could tell they had kind of like partially scripted out what they needed to get out of these scenes. But I bring it up because Khloe Kardashian did an interview this week and she talked about in the second episode that uh, Tristan was Tristan felt bad or felt bad because he felt like Khloe was hiding him and. Um, And that is just not, you know, what he wants for their relationship, which is like, dude, you fucking cheated on her so openly that I would understand that. But then Chloe goes, well, it's not you. It's, you know, everybody out there. It's the people on Instagram. It's the people this. And it really like I really thought about this for probably hours over the weekend because I make fun of Chloe all the time because it has been so alarming how she has changed her look. And I don't mean it in a, like, it's funny. I try to be funny and do it in a fun way, but at the heart of it, I get really nervous because I am, I said this before I have an 11 year old niece and I'm so scared for when she's able to go on Instagram and think that these are obtainable um, uh, beauty standards, which are just, it's not true at all. So I come at it kind of like a little bit angry when it comes to Chloe. Cause I'm like, you don't then pass down your trauma to unwitting young girls. But what do you think about but uh, Chloe and like the changing of looks and the Tristan thing? Any opinion?
2: Well, I just think that, and I think I had said this before, by the way, I'm eating rice pudding because I'm a Jewish grandma, but um...
0: you deserve it. So if you are somebody, you are somebody that deserves rice pudding. <laughs> is there any baklava there that sounds like like
2: rice pudding Uh,
0: well I gotta go to bed now is there a quilt is my quilt anywhere here where's my weighted blanket
2: (laughs) okay wait sorry back to Chloe um I think that Chloe is a very sad figure like I think she's sad I think that she I think that both the Tristan situation and you know the plastic surgery and Photoshop situations all come down to one thing and that's that Chloe is extremely, deeply, deeply insecure. And I don't blame her for being insecure after, you know, years of yeah. being, you know- Called uh, the
0: fat or one or the yeah. ugly one or the- f- By the way, and I also want to say, I think Chloe used to be, maybe still is, but like, I always thought Chloe I was like, oh, that girl's really funny. Like when I used to see her on the show, I was like, she's the funny one. And I didn't mean the ugly one, but I just thought she actually had a talent other than Kim. I was like, oh, that girl knows how to make some jokes, you know? hmm
2: Yeah exactly and I like that that was like a funny Chloe was like the the best one like back in the early days of the show like she was the funny one and yeah it's now it's like she's completely devoid of any sort of personality that differentiates her from her sisters like what is Chloe's personality anymore like she doesn't really have one. And it's like I they're don't all mo- any- they're
0: morphing into one yeah. creature that all looks the same. Like they can all fit into one body eventually.
2: Oh my God. I Okay, so that's an interesting, like I'm glad we're like circling back to that because I think that's something that's very, that I think the Kardashians are miscalculating is they, I don't know how to articulate this. They basically have no, they have no personalities. Um, like I just think that, they would be much more successful and generally likable if they like actually like kept some of their like silliness that made them successful in the first place. Like they were like just silly and fun and relatable, and that's like what made them successful. And now it's like they never show their personalities. like Kylie Kylie was like really funny back in the day. Like she had like a vine and stuff, and she like, was funny and like had a personality it's like now none of them like show any sort of personality they post like emo graphics like chloe and courtney always post like their quotes and stuff and then like kylie just posts her like dead-eyed selfies kendall tries to be like artsy and kim is always like selling something like that's literally it like that's all they put they never like you're you're right
0: i mean well the show started you guys as a half hour show on E. And it was, it was like kind of a sitcom about these girls all being raised in one household. And you had Caitlin there, like, yeah, baby, let's raise these girls. Woo! And you had Chris, and it was like a whole thing. And now, now it's an hour long. And it really half the time, it's just you're looking at it because of like, oh my God, the architecture in this house is amazing. Like they all just, it's like different houses, different fancy clothes. Really, their personality is very like kind of really not shining through. And you see how bad they are at choosing men so in this past week we have a scene with scott and tristan where i'm like these are both legitimate like i mean i know we all love scott you know or you but it's like if you think about like there's a darkness there he's dating amelia bedelia hamlin who's 19 years old it's one thing like i got used to the sophie richie thing but then i was like oh no now he's just 19 year olds are his thing and then he's commiserating with tristan he's commiserating with tristan like oh bro i see how hard you're working i see like Dude, you're not working hard if you eventually didn't want the job in the first place. You fucked up the first place, you know?
1: Yeah. Sorry, I get angry with
2: this. I also highly doubt that that's, like, a real thing that happened, that Tristan was like, Chloe, you need to post me more on social media. Like, I highly doubt that. That was definitely just scripted for the show to make it seem like Tristan is, like, so committed. but like, Well, also, Scott
0: knows... Scott was the one that left a comment that she was mad about under a photo. She said, Tristan's a lucky man. And I remember when that came out. Cause I was like, Oh shit, we got confirmation. And Scott goes, yeah. Chloe, I didn't know that, that. I didn't know that we'd be weird. I'm like, Scott, that's a lie. And you damn well know it. Scott knows social media. The whole family knows social media. They know how important comments are and what it'll lead to people. So it's mm-hmm. like all smoke and mirrors. So on one hand, I do feel bad for Chloe and what she's saying. But on the sec, on the other hand, it's like, this is what we're going to get into this next topic about Chrissy Teigen um, is that Chloe could just choose to not go online to stop to slow the life down, to say, I'm not going to go post on Instagram, I'm not going to do any weird graphics with my body or face for a while, and I'm going to listen to my soul, and I'm going to take care of myself because the public isn't going to take care of me. I need to take care of myself. But instead, she keeps going on, and there's a cycle of abuse happening where she's eventually going to start like Photoshopping herself as objects. And we're going to be like, Chloe, you you made yourself look like a mountain. What are you doing? Like, she just feels like she's lost all kind of any kind of objectivity about like what's normal and what isn't. And I, I, I feel bad for her, but at the same time, it's like Chrissy Teigen get off this week. You guys, after we had talked about Chrissy Teigen last week, me and Sophie, Chrissy Teigen retired from Twitter. I mean, she retired with like 20 tweets in a row saying goodbye to Twitter But I have to say, I hand it to Chrissy that she said, this doesn't make me feel good anymore. I'm going to stop doing this. And no matter what we're about to say right here, I do want to say I am happy with Chrissy for that reason. It does like, it's a very strong statement to say this doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to walk away. What do you think, Sophie?
2: Yeah, I mean, good for that's exactly what I said. I'm like so many of her issues over the years could have been avoided if she just tweeted less. And I think that, you know, for someone who has made a name for herself being this kind of like loud critic of things. She kind of has thin skin, which, okay, that's fine. I just think that she puts on this facade of being, and she kind of said that she's like, I know I act like this strong clapback girl. But I'm actually, you know, really sensitive. It's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, like, you go out of your way to, like, you know, antagonize and be this loud person. Of course there are going to be people that come after you. That's part of it. That's why you need to have a thick skin, which I don't think she's ever had. Um, so, yeah, I'm, like, not surprised by it. Just because I it has gotten really bad for her with, like, the QAnon people on Twitter, which I, like, do not agree with. But um, I just generally just find her, yeah. just, like, annoying and out of touch and, like i i don't know i i also think the way that everyone is acting but by the way so, I, but i'm
0: glad she did that
2: yeah i mean i'm glad but like i just I, i'm just saying like everyone on twitter is acting so like they were acting like she died and people were like freaking out like this <laughs> harassment has to stop this harassment of women it's like can we not like I mean, if you're going to freak out about Chrissy Teigen, why are you like not freaking out about all of the female journalists on Twitter that need to be on Twitter for their livelihoods and get harassed all the time and no one says anything like everyone? Yeah. No one gives a shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, Chrissy, poor Chrissy Teigen. I'm no, like,
0: you me. we've lost so much in 2021 already. Um Well, this actually leads me to the next thing. I wanted to be one of the first people to tell you that today we got our 30th Sheena Shea pregnancy photo shoot Um, this one rivaled Beyonce's, I feel it was very, uh, flowing, uh, professionally shot. And I know you're, you're confused out there in the audience. You're like, didn't she just go to Hawaii and do multiple baby shoots? And I'm like, yes, she did. But this one I think is in Los Angeles and is in a controlled environment and not the nature environment of Hawaii. Did you see these photos, Sophie?
2: Yes. Yes. They're just very Sheena. They're everything I would imagine Sheena's pregnancy photos would be.
0: People I so I posted this on Instagram. This this is kind of my not issue with Instagram. But one thing I noticed, it's funny, is I posted and I wrote move over Beyonce or something like that. Like, like, take that Beyonce. It was like silly because Beyonce did one of the most iconic pregnancy shoots in front of like the flowers. And I just I still remember that photo shoot. I was like, wow, she really did something here. And Sheena. Of course, can never like Sheena's not even in the same breath as Beyonce. I get it, but then you have people commenting underneath it that first don't get that that I'm joking, like that, like oh no way, Beyonce's way better. Are you are you crazy? And I'm like, but well, first off, yeah, I'm crazy. But second off, I, in what world would I ever think like I love Sheena, but I do know Beyonce is a different class of so. <laughs> celebrity you know and and then you get the women posting underneath it that are like it's like my joke is whatever but then you get other people feeling free to just like dunk like like oh fucking hate sheena sheena's ugly as shit like i mean it's i'm just using that as an example but do you notice how you'll do something and you'll be like oh it's kind of a joke it's kind of in my head and then people will kind of like just ruthlessly go for it
2: yeah. And I mean, like people will say things that I like don't even like they'll take it to another level in the comments that I just don't even yeah. I'm like, yes. I just endorse this. I'm not gonna like this. If I really don't agree with something, I'll reply yes. back and make sure people know that I don't endorse that. But um yeah, people definitely get aggressive. <laughs>
0: yeah no it's just something i realized that but by the way i'm creating that so i should notice it but it is one of those but and i i hate to have that attitude of like guys i'm a professional i can do this but just please don't really don't go off in the comments it is just weird but i do gotta say the the pregnancy i'm gonna be very sad when sheena does have the baby because i feel like this has been such a magical time of sheena shea photo shoots you know
2: Mm -hmm. for sure for sure Oh yeah, and I can't even imagine the newborn photo shoots she'll have too. So there will be more.
0: Do you think we'll get? Do you think we'll get a uh, Sheena lullaby to the baby at all? Like, Probably. do you think she'll really I'm, I'm already
2: imagining like there's gonna be like a People magazine exclusive. I'm sure.
0: Well, right? where do they stop with people like, well, I mean, like, so you got Jax, you got Sheena, you got Lala, you got Stasi. Like, should they do a special commemorative People magazine or like, where That's do they draw the line? Idea.
2: That's a great idea. You should like suggest that officially. But
0: Sarah, I know you listen, Sarah, from Us Weekly. Sarah, I'm willing to give this idea to Us Weekly as well. Um, oh,
2: the other thing that I think is interesting is that stassi and Bo have their podcast which i haven't listened to what are your thoughts on that
0: well first off it's podcast wars now like i mean i will directly go against a patreon podcast without even thinking twice but my thoughts are i got a getting slammed in a lot of comments about the podcast um a lot of people wrote in i think it was bravo and cocktails or one of the 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 IGs where they asked their experiences with Bo and they were all, everybody had negative experiences. And then they said on the podcast, Bo kind of like shits on Stasi a lot and does the majority of the talking. And like, people were like, we're here for Stasi, not for Bo. That to me is fascinating.
2: Oh yeah. I actually, I didn't see some of the like specific comments, but I did see some on like the Vanderpump Rules Reddit, how people weren't loving the podcast because of Bo. But yeah, I can totally see him making it the Bo show. Like <laughs> no one, no one wants that. Like I never liked Bo from day one. So many people are like, oh, he's <laughs> perfect for Stassi. And I was like, he's so whack and stupid. You're like no. Paige
0: with Luke on Summer House.
2: Oh my God. I, I, what did she say? I read I, told him, you, I, they won. I read him
0: the second he walked in this door. And then Luke, or no, she
2: was like, I sized him up the second he walked through this door. Like, shut up.
0: I'm telling you, Paige is a silent assassin. Paige is in everybody's ears, and she is the she gets away with it because she's like kind of cute as a button. But that girl's an assassin, and we all are starting to see it. And also, I mean, like Luke. I I keep doing that to everybody where uh, Luke comes back in the door and to uh, to Kyle he's like I, I don't like you and I, he de- don't.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't like you bud I wanted him to say bud in there so like I fucking don't don't like you I- <laughs> It's like and by the way so let's talk just about <laughs> Summer House how how great was Summer House this week I mean I think oh it's great God. every week Did you, was- you like it this week?
2: Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good this week, for sure. Like I wish that they had shown more of the fight. I wish it wasn't at the very end, but it was a good episode. I am team Lindsay and team Luke,
0: 100%. So I got to I mean the Luke, it, the Luke is people are really still wanting not on this podcast, but wanting the, they're really still having a lot of discourse about Luke. And about Hannah and a lot of people like, are a lot of people are team Luke, but a lot of people and a lot of women, like I remember tweeting a couple of things and they wrote back of like, you know, cause I just don't get the hate from Sierra. I don't get why she's so passionately all of a sudden not liking Luke. And I know you could say Hannah and blah, blah, blah. But like, I just don't get it. Cause it makes it like kind of like makes me feel weird about Sierra all of a sudden. And a couple of girls wrote me and said, you don't know what it's like when a girl, when a guy will not respect what a girl has asked them to do. And I think she was referring to the tweets after 9 PM, which by the way, I mean, like now I am hypersensitive whenever I tweet after 9 PM, whether it be male or female. You mean I did even told my male friends, I'm not hitting on you. I'm just talking. What's up?
2: You said tweets. Text. You mean texts? Oh, sorry. Texts,
0: um, texts, text. the texts.
2: Yeah. Wait, I just think that. So it's like the impression that I was getting was that Luke literally just wants to be friendly. Like, he just doesn't want it to be weird. So there is some sort of, like, whoa, it's weird that she, you know, it was, like, very, all of a sudden, like, oh, what is the issue? Like, I think that Luke just wants to be friendly and, like, have fun. And, like, I just think that Luke isn't, like, into all this drama. And I tweeted this, too. My theory is that all the girls in the house colluded to make Luke look like the villain. And I stand by that. Like, they wanted to make Luke look, look like the villain. And... I think Sierra's overreaction, like that to me, read as like Sierra was told, or like I don't know what it was, but it just didn't seem authentic. I was like, something is not adding up here. And then Kyle freaking out at Luke too. And then Carl freaking out at Luke. It's like something okay. was like orchestrated.
0: Dude, it was all of a sudden it was like this perfect storm. And I felt like they were dunking on a challenged man where I didn't understand. I was like this guy. So the the one scene where Paige comes up, I think with somebody else and was like, Luke, Hey, did you, did you hook up with, um, and she tries to be like buddy, buddy with him to get like information. She goes, Hey, did you and Lindsay ever have sex? Like, that, I mean, I totally would get it if you did. And you would tell Luke's just like happy that Paige is talking to him. He's like, well, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, cause he was just like, wow. Why is everybody asking this? Like, it reminded me of like being back in elementary school and people like making fun of me. And like, he was like, why, who wants to know? And then it gets out to Lindsay and Lindsay's like, fuck this. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Gonna, like, do you know who I am? Which is aggressive, but at the same time, don't put rumors out there that are like this is from a psychic you guys from a psychic.
2: Yeah, do you it think was They slept together it was though? Absurd. No, I don't think they did and I think that Yeah, Luke's I'm sad reaction, to change my answer. I think that maybe they do later on in the summer but like the Luke's reaction the way that he was like with withholding the information I think he was using that as leverage to find out how they like, why they were asking this question. Like, I think he was genuinely confused because people were like, well, his reaction, like, if they didn't hook up, wouldn't he just say no? If I was asked that I, if I hooked up with someone that I had never hooked up with, my first reaction would be like, what? Like, why? I, I would just be confused. Like, I think
0: he or was would Or I'd be like, I wish, I wish, Right.
2: Yeah, like, I think he was just, like, genuinely confused. And then you can see Lindsay's reaction, too. She's like, what? And then when she was saying, do you know who I am? I think she was saying, like, do you know, like, who I, like, what my character is? Like, who I am yes. as a person. Yes. Because I would not do that. Like, I would not. that would mean
0: she would Travi. cheat it on Travi. Yeah. Yes,
2: exactly. So, she, of course, she was pissed. And, like, that was, like, very, when you bring up, like, you, you know, like, high school all over again, it did feel extremely, extremely like mean girly. Like they were like completely gaslighting, like Lindsay, because Lindsay, of course, you know it's Lindsay. She's gonna blow up over something like this, and like you know that's Lindsay. And then they were like, oh my god, she's so angry, and it's like you just started like this evil rumor about her. God, yeah, that's completely. why I think Hannah and Page, Hannah and Page, in my mind, need to go. They both do. Well-
0: I saw this week that Giggly Squad dropped new sweatpants. So, Sophie, I was going to pitch to you that we do some kind of Monday baddie gear. And I'm going to, I will send you and we can like pose and we'll be like, because I mean, like, even if you like Hannah and Paige, like, is everybody like, Do we need the Giggly Squad sweatpants gear? Like, and if they're
2: so ugly, at least the Lover Boy stuff is like actually cute. Like, the I'm dying to get,
0: I'm dying to get Lover Boy. And I think Amanda, like, I've tagged Amanda and Kyle now in a couple things. And that's purely guys, when I do that, that's purely thirst. That's me trying to connect with people I respect because I love Amanda Batula and I think she saw some of my posts and I think she thinks I'm making fun of Kyle and I am, but I also love Kyle. I can do, I have multitudes, you know?
2: Yeah, you can do both. It comes, her a yes. place of love yeah um, kyle's very easy to make fun of but he's also you know lovable too
0: didn't you feel cheated out that the red face strawberry suntan turned out to just be makeup i felt so yes. betrayed
2: i thought for sure it was real because i'm like whoa I, yes. I didn't know that his complexion got that color but i could see it if he was out in the sun a lot
0: yes can't you see kyle getting wasted and falling asleep yes. in the sun i can totally see that
2: Yes. A (laughs) hundred percent. That also is another thing that I think is like, Kyle's drinking is like, he still gets way too drunk. I'm just, I don't know how Amanda deals with it, but
0: that's you guys this week, there was like a weekend and Friday night, he got so hammered that he passed out on the couch, like mid, like rambling to himself and all the girls had to come up and like, babe, you know, Amanda's like, babe, you gotta, you gotta wake up. He's like, and it is weird. Like I did have this thought this weekend of like, if you were investing in Loverboy, it's like really cool. It's a great product, all that kind of stuff. But would you really be down to watch the head of Loverboy just piss himself on a couch, wasted all the time?
2: He works hard and plays hard, I guess. <laughs> but like, no, I just would not be able to put up with that. And I think it's like such a gross, like turn off when a guy like gets like that. And not to be ageist but he is like almost 40. Well, you're like, 29 you... now.
0: So, you know, age, you know, I mean, I'm older, almost right
2: there with him. Yeah, I'm up there too. But like, <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I don't understand. Like, the, I mean, I guess drugs or like Adderall, whatever it is. But the fact that he get, can get that blackout drunk and wake up the next day and go for a run. Like, oh, my morning. God,
0: he he, go, he goes, I'm going to go on a run to sweat some of this out. And I'm like, when I'm hungover, over are like my body doesn't work.
2: Yeah, it I'm like work. how how I don't understand it.
0: Um that's the one thing is I'm okay with his drinking like Sophie, it's just that I would rather his body start showing it. Like I would love like like some love handles or a pot belly. I would want him to show the effects of drinking and he still looks like smooth skin, like ripped and that's the part that like angers me, you know?
2: I just don't yeah, Kyle is just something. He is very impeccably groomed. For someone that, you know, acts like a frat boy. I, yeah, just, just not, you, not my type of person that I would want to end up with, but to each their own. And I, I think that him and Amanda <laughs> become good for each other.
0: I just thought the next time that you tell me you're going out drinking or something, I'm going to make a Jimmy Kimmel account and tweet from you, tweet at you from a Jimmy Kimmel fake account. And I'll be like, what's this deal with Fallon? I would love to hang out with you and smoke weed. I'm Jimmy Kimmel. Does
1: oh that my work? God.
2: Yes, please, please. (laughs) Um,
0: Did we uh, I felt this week with Carl was the first um, chink in the armor like this was the first time where Carl wasn't perfect this week like every week he has been perfect in some fashion. And this week we finally find out what mostly sober means to Carl was that he has one beer on boys night, but he lets Danielle know he's drinking a full water after every beer and it's very different and he's in control. And that was the first night, but then the second night he drinks again and all of a sudden, like we had talked about, he goes in on Luke, which I have think was to try to impress Sierra. Cause I think he's trying to go there with Sierra, but it was all of a sudden like, so male alpha aggressive of like, of like, I treat women good, bro. I I learned that the hard way. Like what, what, what did you make of all of that?
2: Who is Carl to preach about treating women anyway? Like, I just, I think that Carl is on his high horse right now. And I'm like, look, you've been reformed. You've been Carl 2.0 for like five minutes. Like you are not in a position. And I think that Carl and Kyle have been so much worse than anything luke has ever done and i think that they feel threatened by him i think carl was like literally i think carl's always been jealous of luke but i think that um the fact that you know the storyline is centered around luke all the girls are talking about luke it's did Lindsay hook up with luke sierra and luke hannah and luke Carl is so jealous. That's what it is to me. That's yeah.
0: how I felt Well, it. cause Carl had to work for his hotness. Carl had to, and Carl doesn't like make jewelry. Carl is only a salesman. He doesn't know how to play shitty guitar. Carl is just, and he's perfect in a lot of other ways, but this was the first week where I was like, ah, oh, this guy, this guy's not perfect. He, he's not perfect. Like you don't all of a sudden go, around bragging about how well you treat women all of a sudden when we haven't really even been able to see it in play. So I got so confused with the Luke thing of like, why is Kyle and Carl ganging up on Luke to make sure they, he treats females. Right. Like I feel like I'm missing a huge chunk of information. Like I I, I do.
2: It didn't, it didn't make sense to me either. And that's why it felt so orchestrated to me. Like something, I think that, you know, this was a plan to make Luke the villain. Honestly, like in my mind, that's how I see it. It doesn't make sense to me They're The way that they're treating Luke, it like makes me sad. Like team Luke.
0: It. Well, team Luke, but then see Luke to me is like, it's just like, he's just a little slower than the other guys. So it takes him a second to catch up to everything. So he goes outside at the end of the episode, goes and get production. And he's like all of a sudden angry now. Cause he was just like confused inside Sierra even shouted out that he was the fakest person in the house. And, and you have uh Ian Gelfand, the producer, he's like, Chasing Luke in, of like, Luke, you've done so good this season. Don't he's like, No, you're gonna see, I'm gonna tell Kyle what he's all about, you know. And then he comes in and he's just like, I don't (laughs) like you. And then Kyle, in his Kyle, in his drug addled, drunk addled brain, like it takes him a second to realize that Luke's talking about him because he looks around, he's like, Is he talking about Carl? And then he's like, Ah, I must attack. And like, that's where guys just see red. And so, I believe we start next week's episode with everybody at that doorway getting into a fight. And my prediction is Luke will leave the summer house this episode. For good. So that's what I think is gonna happen.
2: Is it for good? No, I don't think for
0: good, but I think like if you No, 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 I don't think, but if you watch reality shows, you know, leaving the house is a tried and true thing that happens when you get physical with another cast member. I learned it from bad girls club and stuff like that is they will separate you and put you in like real world does this too. They'll put you in another facility. So I believe they will separate Luke, but I was, my heart did feel good though when Kyle posted on Instagram this week that he loves Luke and he was sorry to see himself act like that. Did you see that?
2: I didn't see that cause I don't follow Kyle on Instagram, but I, it seems like from every, from the ones that I do follow, I follow like Lindsay, Amanda, Carl, Luke, I feel like they're all friends. They're all friends and they're all cool now. And then the one that it doesn't seem like they're friends with anymore is Hannah and it seems like and Kyle actually did like an interview where he said that Hannah they're not cool she yeah they never got in touch after Hannah's um engagement that Hannah said that i'm paid to be your friend and i'm not it's not like enough for me anymore and that Oof. she and Kyle also said that she rehearses her lines and he basically Kyle in this interview oh. and Amanda was right there that like they went scorched earth on Hannah and I think that Hannah thought she was like the show protected protected she thought yeah. she was like bigger than the show and it's like you're not first of all and second of all Kyle and Amanda are the OGs why would you try to get on their bad side there if anyone stays it's them but that's Hannah that's Hannah's ego getting too big I think
0: Luke Luke was on Watch What Happens Live on Thursday with Paige, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be good. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Paige did admit that Hannah was more in love with Luke than she ever let on. Uh, Luke also said he's closer now with Paige than he's ever been before, but it was kind of like this wink thing of like, "Paige, did I say the right thing? Will you still talk to me? Like Luke, I believe is genuinely wanting everybody to like him, but at the same time, I'm trying to like give, like, I'm trying to go, like, there's a really good chance that Luke might be just like a doofus dirty guy, like everybody else trying to slide into everybody's DMS. But I don't know, maybe I'm being fooled because I think something in me is saying that he's not that horrible of a guy. He's just really good looking. So a lot of things have been given to him and a lot of girls have presented themselves to him. And he's always like, he's never run into problems with texting girls after 9 PM, you know?
2: Yeah. I like, cannot figure out what Luke did. That was so evil besides like, you know, like lead girls on a little bit, you know, kind of be a fuck boy. But when you think about the stuff that Carl did with the, with Lauren Workus. And with Lindsay in the house, asking another girl on a date right in front of Lindsay, like the things that Carl has done are so much worse. And same with Kyle cheating on Amanda a bunch of times and lying about it for months. Everything that they've done is so much worse. I'm like, so Luke kind of, you know, had some flirtatious situations, like didn't pan out, you know. In general, he seems like a nice enough guy. I like cannot figure out what he did that was so bad. And that's why I'm like this was all a plan. It was all a plan to make him look evil. They're well- trying to gaslight the audience.
0: Well, you guys, I was going to recommend this for you guys to watch on Peacock, that streaming service from NBC. They have a four, no, a six-part John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer. They have a John Wayne Gacy six-part documentary that got released on Friday, and I'm like, four parts into it. It's pretty in-depth. It's pretty good. Not the best thing I've ever seen, but if you're into, you know, (laughs) this sounds so horrible. If you're into serial killers, this is, but it's all about finding 33, like, young male um, guys in the crawl space in his basement, and I'm like, I, I, you know, is Luca Gacy? Like, where is his, I'm trying to think of what Luke could possibly do. I just don't get a creepy vibe from him, you know?
2: Not at all. I think that he is, he actually reminds me, I figured out who he reminds me of and he reminds me of one of my really, really, really good guy friends um, from, from college, from the Midwest. And, He's just genuinely like, they both just like, they talk the same, have the same vibe. They're both kind of like fuckboys, but deep down, they're just good people at heart. They just have that fuckboy exterior.
0: My dad even said that about Minnesota. Like he's a a Minnesota guy, isn't he? You know? Yeah,
2: he's just like a nice Midwestern guy. I just cannot figure out what it is when they talk about him like he's some sociopath. Like, I'm like, where? What Luke are you seeing? Because I remember when, you know, when when Kyle and um, Hannah were fighting and Amanda kind of removed herself from the situation and you see Luke kind of go over to Amanda while she's by herself. Like Luke just seems like he's like an empathetic, nice person. I'm not seeing the sociopath. I'm not getting what the big deal is.
0: Yeah. Um, The last thing I want to say about Summer House is once again, we had Lindsay bringing up finger banging in this episode. And I'm just like, I tweeted this, but I'm like that commitment to real, like she should be getting residuals from finger banging corporation because I've never heard finger banging so much in two years as I have on summer house. And it's all from one person. Like it is all from Lindsay. And I've never seen like, you know, you're like, you know, people are like have fetishes and stuff like that. Lindsay is so pro finger bang that it's like, I, I feel like, I feel like she's doing wonders for the finger banging community, you know? (laughs) Do you think she's in the pocket? The pocket of a, a big finger bank. She's she's being paid by the fig, the big finger bank corporations. Yeah, like I don't even know if she likes. I know, but and it she, really.
2: The way she said it when she brought it up, she was like, were talking casual, about Carl." Just... And she was like, "And she was like, he's really good at fingering, like talking about Carl." I'm like. Is that a thing to be like weird and Like, guy, no one's really that good. It's like not. It's like, <laughs> it's like,
0: hey, if you're looking for dry humping, my friend does it the best. Like, you know, yeah. Um, like, but it's just really fun. Like, I. That's why the summer. House why Summer is amazing because it does harken back to your youth. It's just that these are thirty year olds talking about the things that you did in your teens and your twenties. It is things, weird. You know? It
2: is weird how many of them, like Hannah and Luke. Um, Lindsay and Carl, Lauren Workus and Carl, like all of them went so long without having sex. I mean, Lauren Workus and Carl eventually did, but like they like have these like situationships and then they don't have sex. I'm like, you guys are like in your 30s. Why are you not yeah. having sex if you're like dating this person? But like, see, I-
0: that's what they got hot they got like hopped up on Luke, you know, of just like, oh, she's because you're not having sex doesn't mean you're you're not doing bad things, you know. And yeah. by the way, that is but that's a childlike way of Luke thinking it too, because you know he did think, well, a blowjob isn't sex and I can get away with a blowjob, you know?
2: Well, it's also like, I mean, yes, doing other sexual things does count as sex in some capacity, but like, I mean, you really, I mean, if you're a girl, I'm the same age as Hannah, you know, I've been single in New York city, you know, lived the single life, whatever. You really only get super attached to someone. If you have sex with them, like as like, you know, a, a relationship sort of thing, I'm like, you know, I've had plenty of guys like go downtown on me. I'm not going around like freaking out about the fact that we never like committed You know, I just don't, I just don't see how you can get that attached to someone that you didn't sleep with. And so they're calling him a fuck boy. And I'm like, they didn't
0: fuck. Sophie, when when you say go town, go downtown, what do you mean? Exactly. uh, (laughs) Hey guys, if anybody, any guys in the New York area that are straight listening, I know I have a huge male straight fan base. Get it. Sophie, get it. Sophie. Um, um, do you think male, do you think men and women can be friends?
2: Yes. I absolutely think that men and women can be friends. And that's another thing about the Summer House cast. They act like you can't be friends. Like they literally are 12 year olds sometimes. Like they act like two people of the opposite sex. And also like Paige, Paige and Hannah, the way that they were kind of manipulating and starting the drama and like going around and like putting words in people's mouths. And you can see Hannah, she's always putting words in people's mouths and like gaslighting. And like, I'm just like, this isn't, it's, it's entertaining to watch, but I know that, you know, when you go on Twitter or like Reddit during a Summer House episode, it's frustrating to watch. It's like, no one wants to watch like Luke get bullied, like Lindsay get gaslighted. Like, it's not like fun to watch that.
0: Um, do you, but like, it is like, and I just, this is another thing about Hannah though, is that we know from Hannah's tweets and all that stuff is that she pays attention to, to formats to plot to everything so of course she would manufacture drama she's like very like that's what she does is pay attention to other shows pay attention to what works and i believe she is self-producing and like i said last week with that psychic thing she was like yeah you throw shit at the wall see what sticks like she she acted like to andy that she was like you know helping the plot along instead of naturally reacting and i gotta say hats off to danielle another episode where i'm like actually like who is this girl i really dig her all of a sudden
2: I know Danielle's like the voice of reason, but also Paige on Watch What Happens Live. She was like, We had to have a little fun with it. Like, talking about the site. <laughs> like, why are enough. you guys admitting that you're like, you know, you had to like see what would happen? Like, you're literally just admitting that you were trying to play stuff up for the cameras, which is like, we don't want that. Just no. like, you know, B, you get fucked up. They're always laying in bed. Paige and Hannah are always laying in bed
0: my some of my best work is done from bed though so in and that defense but it is funny that they like to me it is like shakespearean but just in a bed like they are plotting people's destructions and they're doing it all from a bed command center which is awe inspiring um yeah. i know i don't have you forever but i wanted i want to get your opinion on a couple more things justin bieber's album justice his eighth album to debut at number 1 but i wanted to let you know that It reports that Justice opened with 154,000 equivalent albums units sold. And I got to say, like, that's insanely low.
2: Yeah, that's not high at all.
0: So they're saying the project has the second biggest starting week for an album release this year, just behind Morgan Wallen's Dangerous, the double album, which debuted with 265,000 units. Justice also dethroned Dangerous from number one, which it had held on to for 10 successive weeks, which is Morgan Wallen is wild in its own thing. But isn't it crazy that like nobody buys albums anymore? And that, you know, I remember, but like Taylor even was selling like, half a million at least even in this last year
2: yeah i think with taylor though it's it is like a game where you kind of have you know that people aren't buying like actual albums anymore but um you know your fans know how important it is to actually buy the physical album for numbers and you know breaking records whatever it is Taylor has a very dedicated fan base. I feel like Justin Bieber, like he doesn't have like Taylor Swift level fans. Like, does he? Like he does. I'm sure he has some, but like Taylor Swift's fan base is like another level.
0: Guys, I'm making the face of somebody that just realized I'm going to get emailed by a Justin Bieber fan this week and saying Sophie Roth don't know shit about Justin.
2: No, I'm sure he does have plenty of diehard stands, but like Taylor Swift stands are like a whole different
0: animal. Well, Bill, the the Taylor Swift ones I love too is because. I almost like sometimes they will be like, did did you in the third thong of, uh, of, of Taylor Swift album? She she had this one lyric that leads me to this map. And if you see on the map, like it's like goes down a rabbit hole of like clues that they think Taylor is leaving them. But the yeah. crazy thing is Taylor sometimes really is leaving clues. And it's like really promotes this fan base where Justin, I feel, is like. I just worry about Justin I I don't worry about her worry about him in a Demi Lovato type of worry way but I worry about him in a different way where I listened to Justice and I was like oh a lot of these are good and then I was like oh wait I've heard of a lot of these on commercials already before and I didn't realize that half of these songs had been put out over the last couple of months um Mm -hmm. do you like Justin and Hayley Bieber as a couple do you like them
2: I think that they're, they're so young. I just think they're so young to even like, I don't know. They, they, their whole like domesticated, like, you know, husband and wife, happy husband and wife thing. I'm like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, they're just so young.
0: See, I do agree with that, but they, I, I will say they really seem to like each other. And what fascinates me is the adoration that Justin has in like kind of like the singular singular kind of obsessive way where he really does seem obsessed with Haley and Haley seems really obsessed with him and loves the obsession he, he has for her. But I will say it is so much better than the most boring couple that people are standing right now to me and please, I will not understand this till the day I die. Why anybody cares about Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker is like not skinny, not fat. I know Amanda and all that. She literally is single hand. I feel like she's being paid by big Kardashian money because she is like making Travis a thing. And I'm like, guys, they're boring separately and they're boring together. Like I love Travis Barker, great drummer, amazing drummer. Not much of a personality, really, not much there, except his tattoos. Courtney loved the way she looks. Not much there going on otherwise. Together, they don't make each other more exciting. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't get what the hype is either. And I noticed that about not skinny or not fat, too. like i don't I don't get what the hype is. Like they're boring. Courtney just latches on to whatever like personality, you know, of the person she's dating. And yeah, I don't, I don't get what the big deal is either. They're boring.
0: So like. it, they had a UFC fight this weekend, you guys, and they cut to the, uh, the viewing audience. And first off you had uh machine gun Kelly, which is just, you guys know my relationship with machine gun is that, you know, once you get to a certain age, I don't think you should be called machine gun. Um, but uh, Machine gun Kelly is with Megan Fox, which is another couple that it's like, yeah, you're both good looking like I don't know what I'm what what are you trying to get me to feel here And then they they showed them watching the fight and they're like, yeah, and then they move over and Courtney has like a lollipop in her mouth and travis and they're just like they look boring in black leather. They're just like black leather like ensconced in black leather and I I'm like, what are you like are we supposed you know to know who is
2: out sitting behind them? Who, who was sitting behind them at the fight was Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. And was oh, that brother.
0: the one you're in love with?
2: He looked so <laughs> fucking
0: <laughs> Oh, me. wait, you guys. Yeah, for Sophie's birthday, we should all like send a communal wish uh, in our heads that she can hook up with one of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, a really follow-up question. What is football, Sophie? What is that? I, I hear about it all the time. Is that... <laughs> Are we are we in football season right now?
2: I wish we were in football season. Right now it's like March Madness, like NCAA basketball. <laughs> like I don't really care about that stuff. Um, but I know it's an exciting time for like actual sports fans.
0: It makes me it makes my heart feel good when I know Sophie likes something online when he's she's like she'd be like, This is ridiculous what this person is doing, and then it'll be like, Come to come to New York, King. I love you. Like, you know. He- <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, when I, like, get really obsessed with someone on Twitter, I was like, Joe Burrow could literally fucking hit me with a car, and I would say- I don't even think
0: know. they're going to want, like, I, is that, that so, so, unlike Lin, Lindsay, it's finger banging you, it's like, hit me with a car.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, he could finger bang me, too. He could do whatever he wanted <laughs> to me. This is a
0: family puck. I, su- I swear, we have a 13-year-old average listenership here, um, <laughs> um, Wait, has he ever, have you ever communicated with him for real? Joe Burrow?
2: Burrow? It's not
0: crazy. I
2: fucking wish. Well, you're somebody, as Jimmy Fallon says. He, oh my God. No, I'm not. He is from Ohio. So I like one of my cousins, his girlfriend is friends with, with Joe Burrow's girlfriend because Ohio State. So like we have mutuals, but no. Well,
0: is Joe Burrow on Cameo? Maybe I'll get you a Cameo for your birthday. It'll be like, I hear you want me to hit you with a truck. Um, happy birthday. Uh, huge fan of
2: Fallon. Wait. Oh my God. If he was on cameo, if I like, I don't, I highly doubt he's on cameo, but I just cannot even fathom. Guys, I Sophie would, is
0: like, red faced right now. She's almost the color. I would
1: have
0: an orgasm. Oh, Joe Burrow being like. Wait guys, it's uh, that easy for Sophie. Is that if you, if you get the right cameo for her, she's there. She's half the way there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of your, famous foes, uh, did something bad again. And I wanted, cause you really got me and I'm like, I'm not into YouTube culture, but now I am to fast fashion culture. And we wore what founder Danielle Bernstein does it again. She has been known for stealing fashion designs, um, uh, from, from creators and designers that have, you know, not, um, one millionth of the audience that Danielle does. And she stole another design, didn't she?
2: Yeah, she stole another. So what she does is that she like these brands will be like, oh, my God, like I like she'll reach out to them for free products. And the brands are like, oh, this huge influencer wants to, you know, wear my products. That's free promotion. And then she ends up stealing the designs, never promoting their products and just stealing the designs and selling it under her name. And yeah, she's done it again. And she does it to like small businesses like this is a black owned small brand. So what she does is she picks these small businesses that she knows like can't really like fight back. They don't have like the the resources to like fight back in court or whatever it is. So, or to sue her, or whatever. Does she ever
0: answer for any of this stuff? She Never? always
2: says it's unfounded, it's just a tax, it's look, it's people looking for their 15 minutes of fame.
0: But you guys, That's the DMs proved that she had asked for a sample of this lady's dress. She said, I love it. Can you send me a sample? And this designer said, You know, I usually don't do that, but this girl has a million people audience, like it would behoove me. And she had been warned about her, she said, and stuff. And she sent her these designs, and then you know, flash forward to this. This week when she saw her designs on uh Daniel Bernstein and We Wore What. But like then you can't sue when you even have somebody in the DMs. You're like you can't sue when it's proven that she sent her these dresses.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's just it's ridiculous. And the way that she deflects any sort of responsibility um is like offensive because she's just carrying on like usual now and like posting like vacation snaps and you know she's with her boyfriend in Jamaica (laughs) or something it's like she's just the worst she's the worst and yeah I feel sorry for you know the people that she steals from it's like that must be heartbreaking and like shitty to go through knowing that there's really nothing you can do because she just has so much more money and influence
0: I guess I'm just trying to know the like the kind of like diagnose like the person that thinks this is okay to do. Like, is she really not have any ideas of her own? Like, I don't understand why she does this as a, a tactic, you know?
2: I don't freaking get it either. I'm like, why don't you come up with your own designs and your own ideas? Like, I don't understand it for the life of me either. Like, if you if you if designing isn't for you, then don't design. But now, but she's like, I'm a designer. But it's like all of your designs are stolen. It makes no sense.
0: Um, two last things: the little Nas X uh, song and music video got released for "Call Me by Your Name," and uh, I love the song. And the video is very product- pro- provocative. It involves the devil. He's bottoming. Little Nas X is bottoming for the devil. He is on a what seems like a thousand foot stripper pole. Um, but I want to. I want to kind of say like. I have nothing but respect for Lil Nas X, is an openly gay man in the rap world, and he, like, gets so much hate online, and he dunks on everybody. I I mean, I don't... I can't imagine what his inner monologue is if he just acts tough and all that but I gotta say he seems like a really beautiful soul and I what is your opinion of Lil Nas X do you do you know what I'm talking about right oh
2: I love him so Lil Nas X act, actually was is a barb he was a barb which is a Nicki Minaj fan so he was a Nicki Minaj stan for a really long time like in this online Twitter culture which is why he's so good at social media because he before so he was famous he was just, you know, and like anyone else on social media, like one of those shit posters on Twitter. That's really funny. Thank you. So he's always been hilarious. And I'm glad that people are like finally discovering him. I followed him for a really long time. And I just think he's like the funniest person alive. Um. So yeah, I'm like super happy for him. I love the video. It's but also, like, I
0: think I'm the rap the rap culture has such an interesting relationship with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think like somebody like you know you can you can brush this off as like pop culture and like the flavor of the week or something. Or you could even compare it to things like Madonna's like a prayer music video from the uh, late '80s, you know, involving Black Jesus and stuff like that. But I do want to point out this is a very important cultural message that he is pushing. And it might be through a pop culture lens, but I think it is very brave and very powerful. And that's coming from an, you know, an older white cis man. But I see this and I'm like, damn, the the bravery in a a rap culture to like actually be who you are. And I can't imagine what that is like for other um, uh, homosexual boys or something like that to be able to see like, this dude is dope as fuck. And he's like living his life the way, and it's still making really good music.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like so inspiring to see him just be his authentic self. Cause you know, he with Old Town Road, he wasn't even fully out when Old Town Road. No, not at like, all. Yes. So to see him coming from, you know, just coming out to now like being so like unapologetically like gay in a music video is like, yeah, it's like super inspiring and awesome. And, um, yeah, I'm proud of him. I like just love the song so much. It's so good. It's no, yeah. it's it's no suit and tie hair slicked back,
0: but suit and tie got- hair slick back. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke reminder, suit and tie hair slick back is the Luke Golbrunson from Summerhouse song. <laughs> and he even he these are the basic thoughts that go through Luke's mind is after Sierra doesn't talk with him, he goes to his room, picks up his guitar, and he's like, You're driving me wild, girl. Like that's like those are the basic thoughts of like he really <laughs> is being driven. You're like, you're driving me crazy.
2: Yeah, he's like, he's like that pretty
0: smile.
2: Wow. The way you
0: <laughs> wear that skirt. You smell so good. Will <laughs> and Luke Oberndsson go hand in hand to me. They need to collab. Oh, Wait, Will you- what, what
2: are you saying, Gia's?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gia's, wake up in the morning um waking up in the morning, morning thinking about so, so many, many
2: things
0: Nas <laughs> X featuring luke gulbranson would be so fire right now and i wonder i would I, love I, that i just would love to go down the line of every celebrity and ask them if they watch bravo and just be able to then talk to the ones that you didn't think that they watch bravo and be able to have a whole conversation about like real housewives of new york um did you watch the real housewives of new york uh trailer for season 13 yeah this,
2: i wasn't very like yeah, it was okay. it was,
0: i i think we're about to see leah kind of have like a flame out a bit in season two maybe
2: yeah
0: um uh, and then okay so your the last girlfriend thing, i know she's <sighs> she means so much and i'm standing by her side i mean leah i will always stand by her side and i'll fight for her in tooth and nail until i don't know we'll see what she does but the last thing i needed to get your opinion on is this week and i think we're at the tail end of this phenomenon but we had the cinnamon toast crunch shrimp tail guy, Jensen Karp, who found two shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. And I talked about this during one of the episodes, but, you know, you, you know, he was really courting the press on this, really getting into like, you know, posting every bit of this back and forth with cinnamon toast crunch and, and kind of dunking on them because he knows what he's doing on social media. What well, we didn't count on with this story, but I think we should count on for any story from here on out is that all of a sudden, all these women, um, you know women do, they all piped up with their big mouths. And uh, no, they they, they said, like, this guy's not a good guy. This guy told me to kill myself when we dated. Another person said, oh, I had, you know, this guy was pissed that I didn't like love a threesome that he initiated. Like, all of these things came into play and it took away, it just kind of shows you the things that we make celebrities of or pop culture stories how now that news cycle goes so fast that you see the complete you see the 180 all of a sudden where the underbelly of the cinnamon toast fishtail guy but it's like every story what, what is your opinion of all this
2: i mean i don't even know what to believe because at first i definitely believed it that it was true and then you know all of these people came out saying that he's like a pathological he's, liar steals a shitty guy like, you know, yeah, we'll do anything for clout or attention. He's like a marketing guy. Like, then I was like, I don't know if I believe this. And yeah, it turns out he's like a piece of shit. All of these women came out <laughs> and were like, yeah, he's a shitty human. And yeah, I my I just want to know if, if the shrimp tails were really
0: in the cereal. Well, they, I mean, you know, to be fair, they did look encrusted. And what he said, he took him to get DNA tested and somebody volunteered. Like at a certain point, I feel like it is true, but... Both can be true. He can... This can be true and he can also be a shitty person. Like, it's not mutually exclusive at all, you know?
2: Yeah, he was definitely, like, milking it for the Oh, attention. he loved it. He, he lo- loved it.
0: Um, it
2: came crashing right down.
0: Do you ever wonder about... It's like reality shows when... I think I've talked about it before where I'm like, oh, I wonder what part of my personality they would highlight on a reality show. Like, would I be like, oh, that's the paranoid weird dude in the bedroom. Like, is that who... Like, but the same thing is this. Do you ever think about like, cause I always say the internet one day will come for everyone. You know, all of your bad misdeeds will be shown to you at some point, thanks to the internet. Do you ever think about this at all uh, for yourself personally? Like what bad deeds you've done in your past that will come back to haunt you?
2: I feel like yes, because people like are always looking because I feel like people look to me as someone who calls out other people fucking up. So I feel like they're just waiting for me to fuck up or trying to look for some (laughs) fuck up of mine. And it's like, I'm just- I don't know like Jimmy
0: Fallon baited You last night he's like I'm gonna get her to fuck Up
2: yeah like I'm just gonna Do my best I'm gonna like you know if you Make a mistake here and there it's like not the End of the world you just have to do your best I'm I always wondering I'm like Are they gonna try to like you know, people who hate me on the internet try to dig up like my arrest record when I got arrested in high school. That's probably the, the whoa,
0: most whoa, heard. whoa, whoa. What? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> why did you get arrested in high school? Why didn't we lead with it's this?
2: A funny story. It's actually a funny story that I was drunk in a park with <laughs> friends, and then the cops came, and then um I was wearing flip flops and I was running and I would trip. <laughs> And I was the first person to get arrested. And then some people, some of the friends that ran away, ended up in like bushes and like foliage, but they ended up getting caught too. But I was the first one because I tripped, you know, right in front of the cops and tripped. Do
0: do you want to badmouth the sandals you were wearing that night? Do you want to give a shout out? Yeah,
2: flip (laughs) flops. But fun fact: one of the people that I got arrested with at the time was a guy that I went to high school with. He ended up writing and creating Ratchet. For Ryan Murphy.
0: No. Nurse Ratched, yeah. Netflix.
2: Yeah. Fun fact. That's who I, that's one person I got arrested with in high school.
0: Do you, I always think the cops should like a money making scheme for the cops is to sell you back your mugshot in like prom photo ways. Like I'll give you four, eight by tens, uh, digital print. Like, you know, because I feel like you could get a t-shirt. Like I would, if I ever got arrested or when I do get arrested, I would want access to that mugshot, you know?
2: I wish, I don't, I can't remember. Cause I was like 16 when this happened. So I don't even know if they like are legally allowed to take mug shots of like children. Now I know you're close with your
0: family. What was the family reaction? Oh with my God. Arrest?
2: My parents were so, so mad, so mad when I got in trouble and then I had to go to court and then the judge was like my ex-boyfriend's like uncle.
0: You so really know a like- lot of people anywhere you go. You've noticed that, right? It seems like small you really town. know. Through.
2: It's a small town, Cincinnati, Ohio, baby. The
1: ask yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
0: um okay well you know hopefully we won't be canceled in this next couple of weeks um i know sophie i think you're moving next weekend so you will not be here next week is that true but congratulations we will miss you but i'm so excited for to see a different background when i zoom with you next that's going to be exciting um is there anything coming up this week that we should be aware of or anything pop culture wise or how to support you anything
2: Um, Oh, my God. This week. uh, All I'm thinking about is my move. I was thinking about my answer to this question and I couldn't think of anything. I guess just summer house. I live for summer house these days. (laughs) I'm just waiting for it to be Thursday again.
0: Isn't it crazy things are opening back up too? Like Los Angeles, things are finally like, like people are on the streets and it's like a beautiful day. Do you, does that vibe in New York too? Is that- the Oh same yeah, vibe? New
2: York like feels like completely back to normal, honestly. And like at this point, so many people like are just- like getting vaccinated, like people like Dwayne Reed is doing walk-ins, like a pharmacy is doing walk-ins at the end of the day for leftover vaccines they have for anyone. So like people are getting vaccinated. I just feel like, yeah, it's like at this point, we've definitely made it over the hump.
0: I'm getting, uh, this is big news. I'm getting my first shot tomorrow, you guys. So, uh, so bad, it's good. Nation will be uh, vaccinated as of tomorrow. And uh, I'm really excited, but I'm more excited about um, your new apartment and that you were able to celebrate such a milestone birthday at 29. Uh, Sophie, thank you so much for doing this. You really are a joy to talk to. And it's like, I could just keep talking, but I know you have a life to live. Um, go follow her, you guys. Her information will be on uh the, the time the, the description and stuff, and hopefully we'll talk to you in two weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll, You're like, yeah, I'll
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You never hear from me again. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I've, call Jimmy Jimmy. Have you heard from Sophie? She has not gotten back to me, and he's like, Yeah, I'm smoking weed with her right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: we're literally just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish. Jimmy <laughs> text me back. But, Jimmy, hit
0: her up. Yeah. Uh,
2: Um, but yeah, fingers crossed the move goes well. And then, you know, I'll have a new fancier background.
0: God, it's going to be so exciting. Uh, okay. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Betches.